This is The Culture. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Cinema Wave podcast. We are here to talk about one of the films we saw at the Montclair Film Festival, which is going wide this Friday. We're going to talk about The Holdovers, which was directed by Alexander Payne and starred Paul Giamatti, Divine Joy Randolph, and Dominic Sessa. I am one of your hosts. My name is Darian Scalamoni. I am joined, as always, by Liz Seiko. Hello. As well as producer Zach Miller. Hey, how's it going? And we all got a chance to see this film. Zach didn't see it at the festival. But yeah. eventually, we ended up seeing it in theaters. Yes. Um, and we had a chance to see it at Montclair. Um, Montclair. Woo-woo. Montclair. Thank you guys again for that. Um, so this was a movie that I absolutely adored. This is one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, spoiler alert, I guess. But this movie um, was just... It made me very emotional. It hit me in all the right feels. And we're going to cover it. To the extent uh, I don't want to spoil too much in terms of the movie, but you guys should go out and see it. But Liz, I want to know your first thoughts on the movie. And then we got to turn around to Zach because we haven't heard Anything, any of his thoughts no. from him yet. So let's start with what you thought about the movie. Um, I I liked the movie. I thought it was a solid script, solid. The performances I thought were incredible. Um, very strong performance. I think I uh, for me, Giamatti and um, I'm sorry. I'm losing my Sessa? page really quickly. Dominic Sessa? Yes. I thought Dominic Sessa for a first-time acting performance was great. First time ever. First time ever. Like Crazy. Pulled right out of what acting school, I think it was, and like yeah. put right into this film. So I think he had an incredible, um, just a first time really carrying the film on his back. Um, I thought the connection and relationship between the actors was very strong, and I think that's what carried this film throughout the whole time um i wouldn't say i was blown away just because i do feel like i've seen this story before played out it wasn't kind of anything super new but i think made this different and a little bit better was the performances by the actors and specifically giamatti i think he brought a lot to that character of the kind of cranky uh, teacher who starts off harsh, but then eventually turns into a heartwarming uh, figure that they end up looking up to. Mm. So no, overall I, I enjoyed the film. I thought, I thought it was, uh, it, it made me feel very cozy. Inside. Okay. Zach, let's hear your thoughts. I really like this movie. Let's go. <laughs> I really loved it. Um, this is like, I'm even going to go even bolder. This is my favorite movie of the year. Wow. So far. Wow. He's sat on it a little bit. I, yeah, no. I, this this movie just it like hit home for me in so many ways. Uh, just, just being a period piece, feeling so good at replicating that era of the 1970s. And um, I saw like one interview with Alexander Payne and he just really wanted to... Um, pull a piece of that time period and just feel like you got slipped into that era so well and it being so authentic to the period it, it just felt so cozy like liz was saying and then um I just, jump back into that the word of yeah i want to i can picture myself around a fireplace watching this movie mm -hmm. I, you're exactly right <laughs> I, I agree but, yeah. by the way in terms of the way that the movie makes you feel but so there was an interview i think that indie wire did with alexander payne about and they specifically used the fact that people felt very cozy and warm when watching this film. And he was like, I hate that. <laughs> so Wait, that's why what? that's why I said that's the tidbit pre-recording. 
he hates that that people walked away but like so then what did he want audiences walking away feeling i think he wanted to like Zach said, put us in that time period, but I don't know if he wanted us to feel like so great about everything that happened, especially based on maybe what if, the ending of the film is. I don't know if I feel great. Like I don't know if cozy necessarily. I'm gonna, I, makes I don't want to pull feel... things out of context, so you okay. continue to talk so, and I'll. Yeah, look I don't this know up. if by saying cozy it makes me feel like oh that like they all ended in a great place. Like it wasn't so, heartwarming. No, it no. wasn't heartwarming. It just kind of gave me that like. Like, it made me ready for the holidays. Oh, it's so much oh, worse than I oh, said. Oh, is it really? What okay. it, why? What's the interview? So I'm just going to read the headline first. Okay. This is from IndieWire. Alexander Payne doesn't understand why The Holdovers is considered a cozy film. That nauseates me. So it makes him nauseous. And I'm not quite sure what to make of it. Payne said of the film's label, whether to be complimented or insulted by it. So very, very interesting I'm confused a little bit by that. I'm going to keep I don't reading. know what he would Oh, so the, All right, so the, this is a report from IndieWire. The, the interview came from Vanity Fair. Um, he's always a little surprised about the word cozy being applied to the film in reviews and marketing materials. Oh, it's like a cozy movie or a warm hugger putting on a sweater and on a cold day and drinking hot cocoa. Part of that nauseates me a little bit. He continued. Should, should I keep going? Keep going. I do want to He continued. I thought I was just making a decent movie about people. Well, you're the first person I'm getting to ask... What is it that felt cozy to you or warm? Is it the texture of the film or the quality of the human relations presented? What was it? We can talk about two things. One is this quality that it has, perhaps that we can pierce our natural assumptions about others, given new knowledge, new knowledge that everybody's got a story. You meet someone, you make certain assumptions fairly or unfairly, usually unfairly, and then the more you get to know the person, the more you see the humanity underneath. And then by extension, in this film, if there's a feeling that seemingly, that seemingly very disparate, um, people can with time discover some common humanity that's a nice thing I wouldn't necessarily use the word cozy though why do you use the word cozy see I think he's coming at it from like cozy for the screenplay but like I, that's not what I'm saying is making yeah. me feel yeah, cozy I, I think it's of like first of all being in the 70s it gives me that like nostalgic vibe which kind of does give you that warm cozy feeling mm -hmm. but then also making it surrounded about the holidays like any holiday yeah. movie yeah. makes you feel quote unquote cozy, cozy. it's like true. it doesn't necessarily mean that you're happy it just means like oh i feel warm like i feel very cozy watching this it's yeah. not like oh they all ended in a good it's place. a lot of like little intimate moments with people grouped inside like mm -hmm. literally huddled and like embracing the weather outside mm -hmm. so like that's very cozy in itself like, yeah you know they're just trying to have moments with each other while it's snowing and there's the backdrop of having um christmas time and and just all the noise that's going on outside there's things going on inside so yeah I what i that. what i was able to deduce from that was the fact that he is talking very much about character and yeah, the way and that the a lot of the characters have messy relationships, so to speak. Mm -hmm. um, and not all of that is cozy because you see even the way that some of the relationships develop over time in the film. Yeah. Um, that the characters kind of – they're not always in the best of ways with one another. Um, I do think it's interesting that he's talking so much about that when he also isn't the writer though. Which was interesting. Yeah. To me. He didn't write the script, which I thought was interesting because he actually writes a lot of his script, own scripts, but he did not write this one. So but, I thought it was interesting that that's the way he's approaching it. But, yeah, I'm also confused on like why he's going so hard against that word because it's not like this is a um, heartbreaking movie either. You know, it's not like I'm. There are moments though. So a lot of the film, the theme is loss for a lot of it. 
Yeah. But it's it's also wrapped up in a bow that feels I don't know it, it's it feels like it puts you right where you want to be within the story. Like I think I said to you when we walked out I felt like a fly on the wall for so much mm-hmm. of the movie, which I don't feel you don't feel like for all movies, right? Like yeah. obviously you can't compare it to like big blockbusters or anything because none of that feels real. But when you're talking about a situation with r- real people or people that are supposed to be characters that are supposed to feel real, right? He does a great job of sort of putting you in that environment and feeling things out with the characters. That's how I felt. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like at times in the movie, it's not cozy, but it's not supposed to feel that way. Yeah. But I also don't feel like this movie is gut wrenching kind of because even when they are talking about loss and like looking into that topic, for me, it was never watching the characters experience loss. It was more about, okay, a character has experienced it before but now we're watching how they're able to make connections in spite of that i grief yeah yeah all of how they're struggling to like deal with yeah their their um obstacles and just things that have come in and out of their lives and and how they start to get seamed together Mm -hmm. by each other so and that's like they're discovering themselves through each other and and what can i improve in my my life because of this person is noticing it and that type of thing yeah you know it's interesting though i think that now just thinking back on some of his other films that at least i've seen i do think this is like as heart-wrenching as he gets in the way he frames things so like the descendants is a movie that it is heartbreaking in premise. Yeah. Like, and there's a lot of emotional scenes and, that, and moral, that you watch the actors actually go through emotional moments rather than, I feel like in this movie, it's more talking about what's happened in the past. Somewhat, not as much for Dominic Sessa's character. Mm, I don't know. I know, but you did that scene also didn't hit you emotionally. No. Oh, I feel like it hit me, <laughs> but I don't want to give things away like that. Those are big plot points, but I think that, like, even, like, in The Descendants, I always think back to, like, the scene where Shailene Woodley's character jumps in the pool and she, like, screams underwater. Mm-hmm. So much of the heartbreak that he presents on screen, at least in the films that I've seen, is, like, this more reserved heartbreak in a way. You know, like, he doesn't want it to be over-dramatized or yeah. overly emotional, um, which I think is a good – not everybody is that way. Mm-hmm. You know, Paul Giamatti's character in general is a great – sort of snapshot of the way he's able to do that with characters where it's obvious that he has a lot of fucking issues. Mm -hmm. Like it's very obvious. He has a lot of uh, things that happened in his past that have led to him being where he is and, and being basically an alcoholic um, and being so harsh on all of his students and everybody that, that is around him. Um, But pain does it in a way that is not showy. And that's part of what I liked about it. Um, but I feel like I should give a little bit of backstory on the premise because we actually haven't even we discovered haven't even, what the movie Here we is. are like deep diving into the <laughs> like the, the, the heart, meat of the what meat this movie of is. The story. <laughs> All right. So basically Paul Giamatti, he plays uh, a history professor at a uh, prep school. It's like a boarding school for young boys um, right before college. And he's basically this like curmudgeon a very cranky character and uh you actually get an indication early on in the film that uh at least dominic Sessa's character he he is succeeding in his class he's one of the only students maybe the only student in his one class that is succeeding and he's getting good grades in the class and he's a harsh grader all these things 
And um, his character is supposed to go away for Christmas with his mother and his mother's new husband. And uh, she calls him the day they're supposed to leave for Christmas vacation and tell him that he has to stay on campus. And Paul Giamatti's character gets stuck as the um, professor that has to stay on campus this year. First time ever Mm -hmm. that he's had to do it for the Christmas season. So a lot of the story is based in his character, Dominic Sessa's character, as well as Divine Joy Randolph's character. And she plays the like head cook at the um, at the academy, the the prep academy. Uh, and it's basically this like three hander where you start to see who these characters are, their relationship to one another over a couple of weeks during Christmas vacation and how their time together is able to build out into something that you could view as beautiful. You could see it as painful. You could mm-hmm. see it as heartbreaking and emotional. Um, however you want to interpret it. Um, what did you think about their chemistry between the three of them? Either, either one of you guys, Zach, you want to go first? Um, yeah, no, I thought it was really good because, um, Giamatti is this very standoffish person that he seems almost impenetrable emotionally. Like he's made up his mind and he's, like I'm stuck here. I don't think anything is going to work out for me. Clearly, like I don't want to be here for you guys just as much as um you don't want to be here, you know. Um so he just kind of has to deal with it and you know, still <clears throat> be senile and kind of depressed too mm-hmm. and, and he's just always in his own world. And then Sessa is going through his own turmoil with his relationship with his family and he is just kind of stuck there too. But I think when everything starts to open up um, for the three of them is when Divine Joy Randolph is starting to open up on her son Mm -hmm. and the loss that happens there. So I think that he needs... They, they both start to become more vulnerable with themselves when she see or when they see that she needs somebody there and I think um, there's something really beautiful in that that you can just you know whatever, whatever someone's going through it's always important to be there for them and I think that you know once she notices the boys being there for her, she starts to integrate herself into them emotionally and and pick them apart a bit. And she gets a really good bond between Paul Giamatti. Mm-hmm. So that was, I really liked that too. And she was the fun, the one person that could boil him down and um, understand him because he's got problems himself too. So I really liked that. And um, it's just a very human piece, you know? It's just like how... Do people bottle up these emotions? And Paul Giamatti's been doing it for years in in the movie, in the movie, not in real life. But um, his character's been doing it for years. She's been doing it for probably a year now, I think, since she lost her son. And then Sessa is like presently going through his turmoil. So it's all about these timelines of them bottling up their emotions Mm -hmm. and then suddenly letting it out through each other. And then... Um, I, I think that was really good how they chose to articulate their emotions through each other and the bond that comes with it. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah I also really liked that. Um, it was a really nice, uh, like grow growth of a relationship. They didn't all of a sudden just become best friends in the beginning. And it wasn't, um, it wasn't like it was them butting heads in the beginning. It was just kind of like, okay, I don't really know you that well. Like, let's get to know each other and like, see how this goes. 
And it was really beautiful in some scenes where just between um, like Giamatti and uh, Divine Joy Randolph, where they were sitting together, like watching TV and drinking. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't any underlying tone or meaning for that scene. It was just showing that these people are alone uh, in this building together and now they're trying to enjoy each other's company in a platonic way and in a friendship way it wasn't like ooh, like two people in a room together with a fire like are they gonna get yeah. are they gonna like is something gonna happen and it was like no they're building a foundation of friendship and it was showing you those like early steps of them learning to trust each other which right. i liked i yeah. think it's great to see a movie like that that interweaves so many just common human decencies and mm -hmm. relationships in something that feels so vintage and like retro yeah. too. Uh, one of the things that we uh, that happens in the beginning of the movie is when the uh, production logos come up, they're all stylized as if they're from the 1970s, which I thought which was cool. a nice touch. And we always like some of the stylized approaches that uh, directors and studios have when they do things like that. But the cool thing was you see the relationships develop over time and it's not something that feels like work. Mm -hmm. It just feels like you're literally there with them being and i think that might be part of why it feels so cozy of a movie because so much of it is in relation to seeing just people around the holidays together and yeah. taking um interest in one another and making that decision where it's like we are the only ones here we have to learn to like each other we yeah. have to learn to spend time with one another and you see that develop between all three of them um even more so towards the back half of the movie with um, Angus's character, Angus, who is Dominic Sessa's character, and Paul, who is Paul Giamatti's character's name, um, in the film, there there are some emotional beats that come out of that in terms of Sessa's relationship with his father, as well as uh, just Paul Giamatti dealing with the fact that he's so unliked mm -hmm. and he wants to find, he just wants to find care and love from people, and he disguises it so well in this film of just trying to push everybody away, but so much of it is based in that it's obvious that he just wants companionship. And yeah. you see that through uh, Carrie Preston's character as well, too. Mm -hmm. But I was going to say, too, like he is such a, a book nerd and he, he is so opposite. There are so many scenes where he's like at the bar trying to talk to people and he's quoting history and talking about periods of time. And um, he's so opposite socially. Yeah. So he can never really connect with people. And then throughout his character arc, he kind of has to dial it back and then just kind of focus on what other people are interested in too and not just his own worldview <laughs> and, and perspective so that was really nice and um i thought that it just i i thought that sessa was great too like just going into the performances of it i think that he was phenomenal for just a breakout star and then to to be in your first feature film with Paul Giamatti and a notable director and Divine Joy Randolph as your almost mother figure in the movie too. Like that mm -hmm. was such a great charisma pairing and uh, what a what a pedestal f to step into as yeah. a first time actor. But yeah. What did you guys think of like earlier on in the film? Um, it's kind of an ensemble of younger like male actors. Mm. Did you guys like some of the acting or did you think... Uh, like the the stronger performances came when it was just the three trio. I liked the trio of actors because so much of the of the weight of the film is on their shoulders. Mm -hmm. But the moments in the prep squad I didn't really mind, and I'm glad that they pivoted away 
uh, at the yeah. time that they did. I think that the yeah. story needed to rest on the laurels of these are the characters you want to drive home. These are the characters that you want to propel the story forward. Mm-hmm. And I think it obviously pays off because so many people are talking about not only Paul Giamatti for an Oscar nomination for Best Lead Actor, but Divine Joy Randolph is getting a lot of attention for hopefully Best Supporting Actress as well. Yep. Um, so I hope they're recognized for it because I think their work is awesome. Yeah, and I think it was also her role um, as Mary. Definitely I could have seen in a different script somebody making her not as present or like relevant and they would have made her just like a single scene character kind of but i'm glad that they really pushed her up to the front of this and uh, i fully think that she's kind of the heart of the story she's the one that uh yes you feel bad for angus tully throughout the whole thing but for personally for me i felt like his character was slightly a little bit too unlikable so part of me was like i get it you've been through a lot but like like what like I don't know. I, I just kind of didn't sympathize with him that much. But then when Mary would come in, like that's where my heartstrings were getting pulled. Um, yeah. I did notice as well, uh, just looking over some of the stuff beforehand that this is, so this is only the second film Payne's directed that he hasn't either wrote or co-wrote either. And the first one was actually in Nebraska, which I think is his like most lauded oh, project, okay. which is interesting. Um, but I also read that Alexander Payne, when he approached the writer, um, Hemsington is his last name. Uh, David Hemsington. Um, so when he approached him about the when Hemsington approached Payne on the project, uh, he was the one that was like, I want Paul Giamatti for this part. So he always envisioned him in this oh. part. So did you guys think that you like I thought he was almost perfect in this role? I thought he was great. So yeah. is there is there anyone else that can fill this role or it probably would have just been in a completely different movie? Well, that's my thing. I think because I don't, I think the script was good. I think the, the dialogue, it was very witty, very fast paced, but the overall plot point of the story is nothing new. And so I think if you had had a different actor in his leading role, it probably wouldn't be that great of a film, to be honest. I think the reason that this film is getting so much hype and that it is going to have such credibility throughout the years is because of Giamatti's performance of embodying this character f- to its fullest extent. I think it's such a great mixture of drama and comedy, too. Mm-hmm. And so much of it is yeah. comedy beating you over the head. It's just putting you in real life situations with people that you've dealt with that yeah. are just like him. Zach, do you have something to add? Um, yeah, I was also going to say, too, um, kind of with how you were saying that you, you know we've seen this story before a little bit. It reminded me a lot of um, Dead Poets Society, yeah, but flipped a little bit um as you know mr keating is not this nice um inspiring teacher anymore Mm -hmm. like paul giamatti is the senile depressed um but he he just he kind of comes out of it and finds his way through the people he meets and i think if it did go back into that prep like the rest of the kids that were in the movie it would have definitely felt like a copy of dead poet society but because they focused on three main characters and their stories and their troubles it was less about um the dead poets like oh this is about art this is about finding that inspiration for Mm -hmm. yourself like it it was less of a coming of age story i think it was more of a christmas um heartbreak yeah well (laughs) i I think i think it was also able to like focus in on his one on uh 
Angus Tully's story rather than overall it's a young group of boys learning to be nice to each other and learning that like you need to respect people which again I think we've seen before I like that they zoned in on one specific character and really let him shine to tell his specific story of really just being left behind in life yeah I think the most beautiful part of this film is the fact that it gives you a sense of how someone can come into your life when you least expect it and play such a major role. Going yeah, forward. that's a good way to say it. I, yeah. I think that Giamatti's character, um, Paul's character, the way he affects Angus to such a degree, especially seeing where they start out in the beginning of this holdovers period, which again, if, I don't think we've alluded to that, but the movie is called The Holdovers because <laughs> the students that are left behind at the academy are called The Holdovers, the holdovers. which I think is is, is, a, is a nice way to, to give the... Um, film its name but mm-hmm. there's so much built in that and as someone i know liz i've talked to you about this a little bit after the, the screening but as someone that came from education to see such a beautiful relationship formed between teacher and student that doesn't start off in the best of terms right yeah. like there are students that i had where it's like they gave me a lot of shit early on in the year and like they might have been students that were troubled or people that were just dealing with certain things in life and then you wind up having a really great relationship with them at the end of it and some of them I've been lucky enough that some students have like come back to me and been like, you know, I really appreciate like I had a student. I used to teach video production for the people who don't know this or are watching. But there are students that have come back to me and been like, you know, I don't really care about video production. But the things that you taught me about being a person were so important to me. Mm-hmm. And I think so much of that is reflected in the scenes that they share together. The scenes with all three of them are great. Yeah, really great. Divine Joy Randolph is fantastic in this film. She's the heart of the movie, like you said. But the scenes between the two of them towards the end of the film for me and the way they have uh, their like connection towards the end of the film, not giving away exactly what happens. But Mm -hmm. there's so much that hit me emotionally there that I think might have hit a little bit harder than you. But yeah, it made it almost like a perfect movie for me. Like it just wrapped up in such a in such a great way. Yeah, because you felt like that tension between them. Yeah, I I just Mm -hmm. I just felt that so much of their relationship was built on screen, which mm-hmm. I really appreciated. There, there wasn't anything left for you to interpret. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we've uh, the movie we're going to talk about right after we're recording this is is an entirely different movie. Yeah. you can <laughs> interpret a bunch of different things, but this film just felt so comfortable. It just felt something felt cozy. cozy. I guess it felt cozy. It felt cozy to me too. I don't know. <laughs> it was very straightforward too. Like it was, it felt like a novel. It felt like. You know, the, it was set in this period of time. It didn't have to deal with anything else outside of it except their relationships and um, the setting that it was in. Mm-hmm. You know, it didn't have to have anything to do with America or even though it was about Vietnam, it didn't go into Vietnam as, you know, is this a controversial thing or where do you stand? Like it, it was very like someone was lost here it's affecting this person and that drove a lot of that narrative as well as you know their own losses and bonding together and it's really just like these three people are kind of like random characters in a way but they just ended up at this place at this specific time and they ultimately affected each other Mm -hmm. so i think that's really cool yeah did you guys think it was a little long I thought it was perfect. No. Oh, the runtime okay, was great, perfect. Great, great. But you thought it was a little long, Did you right? think I felt long? like there were the last 10 minutes, I was kind of like, oof. Which you, part? Yeah, I was just saying, can you ooh. give me, can you I started part? fading a little bit, like, 
And I know I think it's because I wasn't like emotionally invested in it is when he was like packing up his room and like she came to the door. I was kind of like, let's let's go. Let's speed, let's this, speed up. this up. Let's wrap it up a little bit. Come on. So the runtime runs at 213. So it's a little on the longer side, not. I think they the could have shaved those. Long. Oh, definitely not. But I think they could have maybe shaved those 13 minutes. I think they could have come in under two hours. I don't know. I think the movie. I know. You guys are like chef's kiss. I know. <laughs> it's so good. I, I, I like the ending, too, because it was like, you know, he, he was leaving his entire life behind. Mm -hmm. So it was. And then there was that whole sacrifice that he makes at the end. Yeah. So, I mean, the movie's out. Like, we can spoil things, well, but yeah. I want people yeah. to go see this movie. I mean, we didn't say, like, specifics or anything. No. I, the one thing I thought was really interesting, though, too, is there are a lot of movies that are made in this way, right, mm -hmm. where you, you have, similar to what Zach was just saying, where you at least have moments where you set up strangers in a position where they're strangers and then they become something. That could be a romance yeah. plot or it could be friendship, whatever it might be. Something about this movie just feels fresh to me. Like, it just feels... And refreshing maybe, too yeah, yeah and maybe part of it is that it's not attached to like zach was saying it's not attached to anything it doesn't have yeah. a political statement to make it doesn't have to attach itself to having a certain opinion one way or another it's just a movie about people and mm -hmm. it's about people that are suffering or dealing with life in their own ways and they come together to figure things out as a unit mm -hmm. and i thought that was i don't i don't know there was I feel exactly like, what we needed, honestly. Like, in a way, hundred yeah. percent, exactly the type of movie that yeah. we needed for like the time. I don't know. Yeah. I okay, so movie. like just to put it in perspective, I I love Priscilla too, right? Mm -hmm. But it is still like a commentary on, you know, women in that yeah. kind of position and that type of like there are things that you have to still interpret as a viewer, mm -hmm. which is good. And I like I like movies that still pose those questions and introduce those. Um, types of subjects um, and that but that's what I was going in prepared for mm -hmm. for Priscilla and holdovers I didn't know what to expect other than the trailer and I figured it was going to be another mentor uh, mentee type of situation and and then they uh, they just they just have the, the, the human nature behind it and the emotion that drives it and and just having it all focused on the bond between people is mm -hmm. is probably why people like you and me dj are are getting so emotionally invested is because like that is like what we focus on at the end of the day like we all can't relate to being superheroes or or yeah. married to elvis presley so like, that's true so i mean i like, can relate to it <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know why i think though you got this is making you feel that way i'm looking at the writers um imdb this is the first film uh they've ever he's ever written actually he's always written for really? tv okay so okay. to what you're saying is i think that with television i think it's much more focused on characters and relationships rather than telling you a theme or making the audience walk away thinking about a topic so i think that's probably why you're feeling that way i'm like yeah. interested to see what he does after this then because i like i like his ability to work within character so i'm very interested to see but even going back to what you were saying too how like Divine Joy Randolph is not relegated to being a cliche. Yeah. As fucked up as it is, that is refreshing. Yes. Like that yeah. is something that we have not seen on screen enough. So yeah. and, and it it's not something that like it's also not a commentary. Like it it just is what it is. She's a character. Yeah. You actually built a character she's a person. out of she's a great not, actress. She's not, oh, let's cast a female just so that she, there can be a love interest there or some sort of sexual attraction. It was like, no, she is going to be standing on her own two feet. 
have her own pillar and have her own problems like every person does in the world. Exactly. I love this movie. I'm obsessed with this movie. I love this movie too. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. Should we do scores? You're going to watch it every year for Christmas. I might. I'm I have to rewatch it too. Like I really do. I, I want to do I want to do another dive of just th- like how their arcs um just Im- go over. Oh, what am I thinking? Zach, Zach's uh, improve. It. Yeah, I know I'm losing it. I'm thinking of Christmas now. <laughs> We're close to the Christmas season. Yeah. But this is a cozy movie though. There's a lot of making me feel yeah. cozy. Okay. Yeah. Well, Zach was drinking hot cocoa. Yeah, this oh. probably spiked it at this point. Oh, <laughs> but you go ahead. What's your tr- score? I don't trust you. Like, give us I, the I score. don't trust myself. I'm giving this movie a 10 out of 10. <gasps> so, this is one of my Four tens of the year four so far. Four tens. What are the other three? Uh, um, I believe we've talked about all of them on the channel at some point. Probably. But just refreshing. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Oppenheimer, which I know you don't agree with. I don't. And Past Lives. Well, I agree with that one. <laughs> so those yes. are those are my That's four good. tens for the year. And all movies that are so entirely different mm-hmm. for so many reasons, which makes... I This is one of my favorite movie years a very long time. Wow. I would say probably Zach and I were talking about this on the phone the other day. I think, think probably since like 2019 when Parasite won Best Picture. Okay. This is like my favorite year since then. And we had a lot of COVID in between there. Yeah, so that yeah, yeah. might be part of it. But I love this movie. I can't wait to watch this movie all the time. Like literally all the time. Liz, give us your score. Dude, maybe we go to Zach. No, give us no. your score. I'm going to do an 8.5. That's a good score. That's a, still a good score. Yes. Yes. Dead, but I respect 5. that. I respect that. Mm-hmm. I respect it. Do you want to give a reason? <laughs> you don't have to. I, no, give, don't give have us, give us I think your my, my reasons are I feel like I've seen this script before and mm. I do think that the lead um, actor, what's his name again? Dominic Sessa. Yeah, I think although he did a great job as a first acting role, I do think that the reason I didn't get there super emotionally and feel attached to it was because of his performance. I think he leaned a little bit too much into being the asshole character rather than giving it multiple dimensions um Mm. i think like in the beginning they were probably like just don't show all your cards and like don't make the audience like feel too much of the ending and so then he went the complete opposite way of being like then i'm just gonna be an asshole and i wish that i had felt a little bit more to him and i think it's due to his performance but he's green he'll probably be like incredible as he gets more jobs and starts working in more film so i'm excited to see what he does Cool, cool. That's yeah. Zach. I I think I'm gonna give it a ten too. Oh yeah. my gosh! Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, just uh, Paul Giamatti. I will see him in anything that he's in. Mm-hmm. Um, he always brings so much to his roles, and um, I don't know if we said this already, but I really hope he gets an Oscar nom. So he, I don't know if he'll win, but you know I he know deserves he'll win, a nom. But he'll definitely get. All right, right so this yeah. is what gun everyone gun to your head. Oh, metaphorical okay. gun to your head Paul Giamatti gets a nomination for this role that will go around Liz yeah he gets a nomination Zach Wait, gets a nomination just a nomination we're just gonna start with that uh, yeah, yeah okay I'm gonna agree mm-hmm. now gun to your head does Paul Giamatti win the Academy Award for this role Liz no Zach I said no because they won't give it to him. I'm going to say no, too. Wow. Yeah. But I, I do think that he's one of the front runners based on what I've seen so far this year. However, there's another performance of a movie we've already seen that I think is going to win. And I saw a movie that neither of you have seen. That I know. That Oh, God, I'll start crying. Think about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Divine Joy, Divine Joy Randolph. Does she score a nomination at the Academy Awards for Best Supporting Actress? Liz. 
I think she's going to slide in there maybe right at the end. So I will say yes. Zach. But I don't think she's a Yes. Fan. I'm also going to say yes. Do any of us think she's going to win? Mm, I don't know everything else that will be out by then. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, yeah. I think Vanessa Kirby, or is she going to be lead actress for Napoleon? She might be lead. Really? You think? Yeah, I, I don't know. know. It depends on how much screen time She's the she one that has. I've been hearing is is up there. Actually, you know what? Before we wrap up this episode, everyone, let's just do a quick deep dive. Let's 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 just say who are the people supporting that are too, being like discussed our right front, now. Front runners. To think about supporting actors now. Like I only have a few. Okay, off so the this top is according head. to Variety. Oh no, this is from last year, guys. Sorry. Oh god. Can't do that. Oof. Um, let me do. Oh, can I give you my top tens in the meantime while you're looking? You already have a top ten that you think are gonna get. Nominated. Oh no, 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 no! Sorry, like what he said. Oh, four oh, top oh, tens. Oh, yeah. oh you have four tens for the year. I, yes, I think I ahead. have four. Okay. I think I. So I have um, uh, this one holdovers, um, Anatomy of Fall was crazy. Stop! Don't say anything more. Okay. That's all I, <laughs> I need. heard. It's incredible. Um, past lives and Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, I. I feel like I had one more, but maybe I gotta look again. Okay. I think I, I think Spider Verse was like nine. Okay. This is yeah. Okay. So um so this is the updated variety predictions. Okay. So there are five people on the predicted nominees, and guess who number one on the list is? Divine Joy Randolph. Get it. Ooh, we love to see that. The other people they're predicting as of right now are Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer, who I do think will get a nomination. I do too. Julianne Moore for May December. Um, Penelope Cruz for Ferrari no. and no. America Ferreira for Barbie. Oh, I love that. Um, okay. I thought she's really good in the movie. Go um, off. Next in line, they have Jodie Foster and Nyad Roseman Pike for Saltburn, Viola Davis for Air, who I do think will slip in. Uh, Sandra Kuehler for The Zone of Interest and Danielle Brooks for The Color Purple. So that is their current top 10. So she might she might so take it. I think that there's a good chance based on that metric, which is only one outlet, but I think she's... Think we'll she's see. in. We'll have to see. Yeah, I have to see solid. a few other things still. Yeah, we still got some other things to say. All right, guys. So that was our um, review and discussion on the holdovers, which was directed by Alexander Payne. It stars Paul Giamatti, Divine Joy Randolph, Dominic Sessa, as we talked about. If you guys don't already, please make sure you guys like and subscribe to our channel. Make sure you guys leave your comments. If you've seen the film, if there's anything you guys have any questions, we'll answer them in the comment section. So please, we like to be as active with you guys in the community as possible. If you guys don't already follow us at Cinema Wave Media, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok, we're on Facebook, we're on Threads, we're everywhere. You could also follow us at underscore Culture Wave Media on Instagram. Just signing off. I am Darian Scalamoni. I'm Liz Seiko. I'm Zach Miller. And we'll see you guys next time.